junkies. Look how I've got opposite me. Yay. This is our first popcorn junkies. Of the year. Of the year. I'm going to be doing a lot more popcorn. Uh, okay, so we're doing The Lost Daughter, which is directed by one of your favourite actresses, Maggie Gyllenhaal. I know. Um, starring some of our favourite actresses, uh, Olivia Colman, who we all know and love, uh, Dakota Johnson from Fifty Shades of Grey. What if anyone doesn't know and love Olivia Colman? I think some people find her a bit mannered. Jessie Buckley, who I've been following her career for the last two or three years, and she is becoming quite a something actress, believe wow. me. Wow. Yeah, she really is. Rocket fuel actress. And came from that bizarre show hosted by Graham Norton, and she was a runner-up in some musical competition show. It's bizarre. Uh, and obviously in there, in a very small part, is Paul Mescal from Normal People. Um, could have done with a bit more of him, to be honest. Um, so yeah, this is based on the book, and you're reading the book, aren't you? The Lost Daughter by Eleanor Ferrante, is it? Well, I, ha I had it, we've just been away for a few days, and I had it as my next book to mm. read, and then we discovered that this was available, Absolutely. so we watched it, and I thought, oh my god, well, that's the only book I've got to read. So I started it the next morning, and I found it almost impossible. I was so in the film anyway, yeah, I thought, this yeah. is ridiculous, because it's taking me away from all the yeah. thoughts that I was having around the film. Um, it's the story of uh, Leda Caruso, or Leda Caruso. Leda played by Olivia Colman, but she's also played, a younger version of her is played by Jessie Buckley. Uh, but it's essentially set, isn't it, on a beach, uh, or in a resort, or in a location, an island, a Greek island, uh, where she's gone on a, essentially a working holiday. She keeps sort of calling it that, doesn't she? Um, she's a professor. You know, her sort of, her idyll, if you like, her place of peace and contemplation is disrupted in so many subtle and um, not so subtle ways. I thought, the most unsubtle way being the arrival of a bunch of Americans from Queens who are clearly represented as kind of a bit cultureless, uncultured bunch who just Rab kind of... Bikram. Yeah, rabble-rousing, bit criminal, yeah, a bit kind of You know of that gangster. nightmare on your beach and you yeah. found your perfect spot? Exactly. And then a huge family arrive yeah. and, and it... and that that's... Her face just, portrayed that beautifully. Well, that? you see, this is interesting. Your mum kept saying through the film, well, oh, she's got such an expressive face. And I think that's where people get what an actor does so wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, it's not about having an expressive face. It's not about lying. It's about actually being. And why Olivia Colman is such a brilliant actress is she's not acting. No, you're right. She's absolutely inhabiting that yeah. character. She could not move a muscle on her face, but yeah. you would know what she's thinking because yeah. she's feeling it, you know, 100%. So, yeah, and, and I love the way that it was shot in this in, in this very close close-up mm. a lot of the time. So you felt this sort of... For me, it was all about the suffocation that you can feel as a mother, and sometimes it's very difficult to watch yeah. because I think every mother has had that in whatever grade yeah, yeah, yeah. and has felt guilt around it. Yeah, and I mean, just um, to explain, I mean, she's she's a mum. She This family, this Queens, New Yorker, sort of American family that arrives, for a moment lose their daughter. But more significantly, their daughter loses, or we believe loses, uh, her doll. And so this sort of really quite ugly, horrendous doll that's important to this daughter of this Queens group, um, this takes on quite, kind of an enormous sort of uh, significance. But one of the things I really liked about this film was how poetic it was in all the non-dramatic ways. Um, so whilst you got that sense of obviously the, the, the arrival of these people, there are all these little bits and bobs which I really liked. Like you have the sort of the, the foghorn and the, and the lighthouse that you thought, first thing I thought when she walked in was, fucking hell, that'll keep me awake all night. It was so atmospheric. So atmospheric. The rotting just, fruit. The rotting it, it fruit. Was just, it was just so exquisitely directed yeah, and yeah. you knew that in the first few minutes. And yeah. I said to you afterwards, I said, no, God, thank God, Maggie Gillinghall didn't put herself in it. Because this is what happens. Absolutely. Actors will 
you know, that have huge potential as a director can't mm. resist that thing of putting themselves in it as well. Exactly. And the lightness of touch. Mm. And I thought it was really, I mean, I don't know a lot about directing, but I thought it was really bravely directed because it was very, it was, it was, I don't really know how it well, was shot. I don't know I mean, what happened. I tried to I explain whilst we were watching it. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's very dreamlike. In, in, and yet at the same time, it was quite sort of simple and documentary. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, virtually nothing happens in this film. Other than this building sense of tension, what has happened to this doll? And there's a huge, huge building sense of drama around. Shall we say what happens to the doll as a spoiler review? Yeah. I think we kind of have to. So essentially, um, Olivia Coleman's character has snaffled this doll away, which is significant on so many levels, isn't it? On a spiritual, on a maternal, on all these levels. Because what you're realizing in retrospect from the Jesse Buckley part, the younger story of this woman, of Olivia, of yeah. Olivia Coleman's character, is that she struggles with parenthood. She struggles massively she's with being a mother. She's juggling um, an academic career yeah. and she's very, very ambitious and very, very smart mm. and very turned on by her work and by that world, the world of her work. Yeah. And she's obviously had these two children at a young age with a bit of a hapless husband. Um, and, oh my God, I mean, the energy all of, of those scenes yeah. with Jesse Buckley, I mean, Astonishing. Award-winning in mm. every sense. The direction, the acting, the children in oh, it. Oh, my God. I haven't seen child actors like that in a very, very long actors, time. No. And I've never seen a British actor no. of that age that good. I mean, really quite astonishing. Mm. I had quite a few tears, actually, through that because you could see yeah. the horror. And, I mean, a lot of people will find um, Olivia Colman's character unlikable. too unlikable mm, to engage with. But I think it's really important that you do yeah. because we so often, it's really important in film that we have really difficult women mm. and she's a difficult, complex woman. Mm. And obviously, because I'm fascinated in what makes people tick, you know, I was I was like psycho babbling my way through the whole film. Yeah, you know, yeah, she yeah. had postnatal depression. That's never spoken about. No. But she clearly had had postnatal depression. Yeah. And you knew, if you know anything about psychology, you would work out that she had had a very difficult relationship with her mother yeah. herself. Yeah. And she found it very... She loved these girls, but she loved her own life and her own... and her. But it's interesting and her that you... work more. I really think she did. I really well, I was going to say, because it's interesting that you were sort of psychobabble scurrying around Loved for sort it. of psychological justification. I mean, I saw her as just deeply selfish. And on that point, I thought, and? Some people are. Oh, Some exactly. people... And are, are you not and allowed to be? Because for me, yeah. that's the biggest taboo yeah. that it tackles. I mean, it tackles that taboo yeah. of walking away from your children for any amount of time, which this character does. And It's unapo unapologetic. It's completely yeah. unapologetic. I don't think, and maybe this is a terribly sexist thing to say, well, maybe I'll say it a different way. I think the fact that it was directed by a woman yeah. gave us something incredibly special. Yeah. Because it's okay yeah. to show how difficult it is to be a mother, exactly. how horrible some mothers can yeah, be, yeah. how horrible some women can be, yeah. how utterly selfish some women can be, and the meanness that we see in her when she takes that doll, it was just breathtaking. Well, not just the meanness in that doll, but it's like the first moment, okay, so the family from Queens that arrives have disrupted her peace. They're horrendous, they might be crude, they might be all these things that you sort of look at and you go, oh, Jesus Christ, they've all arrived. Like the young, the youngsters, the Greek youngsters or Italian youngsters that run into the cinema, that cinema scene was curious, where she goes to watch a film in this sort of make-piece, makeshift kind of 
uh, cinema. Well, stay with the bit on the beach. But the bit the on the beach when they come over and he says, "Can we? Would you mind moving, or can we borrow your well, bed?" But her mm. response was so objectionable. But but actually, nobody came over to her and said, "Would you mind moving your bed?" So what happens is the big family come to the beach and and the the mother is sort of bossing people around. You'll go there. You'll go there. And she goes, "And you won't mind. You'll move over there." Yeah, yeah, won't yeah, 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 yeah. And she says. I didn't mind actually. <laughs> and she said, well, you, "You're going to move." She said, no, I'm not going to move. And it was our an affront, response though. It was an affront. Was that we don't expect yeah, women yeah, yeah. to talk like that, and yet why the fuck shouldn't yeah, she? There was actually nothing because unreasonable in what she said. Were unbelievably rude. Mm. They destroyed her day, and that line, that response to me, was so much about what mm. that film is about. Mm. Because we were like, oh, even your mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even your mum. Who, 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 even my mum, who's quite willing to say that sort of thing to people. Was a bit like, oh, yeah. that's, well, you, you that's see, a lot. She, she said, no, I don't want to move. This is my yeah. spot. I've got my umbrella. And they were a very threatening group of people. Mm. She actually gets called to CUNT, yeah. doesn't she? And she's just, she's just unflinching. Yeah. I mean, just, it was such a weird film because so often because of that group, I felt... Death was round the corner. I felt yeah. death and murder was incredibly close. I mean, I won't give you away the absolute end, but you feel that there's something so malevolent on its way. So I also felt, before we cut back to the Jessie Buckley, and it was for a long time I was toying with this idea of the lost daughter. I know there was the lost daughter earlier. Has she lost a daughter? Is she some in some kind of delusional place I thought constructing that all the way through, life for a dead daughter or all something? All the way through the film, yeah. I thought, when she's talking about Olivia, or I think that was her name, Olivia's not there because she lost to Olivia. But we, I think we're just supposed to be like, she's the lost daughter as much as her exactly. daughters are the lost daughter yeah, and yeah. the lost daughter of the younger woman. So it's generational. And I, I I'd have thought so. you always say this thing about our parents, which is our parents can only, and we as parents can only try to do better than our parents mm. before us. And in a sense, that's what this film is about. Yeah. There's a real swipey kind of argument between Jessie Buckley uh, and the, her partner, the father of her children when she's younger, where she says, what did she say? You took them back no, to No, he that. said... If you're going to leave me, yeah. I'm going to drop the kids off at your mother's. mother's. And it's the only line we get about our childhood. And she mm. said, you would take them to that dark mm. shit that I was in. Mm. And he says, yeah. yeah. And she walks out. She leaves them. And it's just delicious. I mean, I still don't know how I feel about it. It's so weird. I still don't know how I feel about what she does. Because... What she does is horrible to those children. Yeah. What she does is a, is, is a bad parent. But... We see all the time bad parenting from fathers. Why are women not allowed to be bad? We wouldn't have felt as strongly if it had been him that had walked yeah, out. Yeah. That's the point, and that was the challenge for us, yeah. wasn't it, watching it? I thought it was a film of countless beautiful moments. I tried to describe what I thought it was doing when we were watching it, and it was as if the director, Gyllenhaal, she, they'd obviously clearly worked out all these scenes that they were going to play, but she, as you rightly say, that none of the actors in this are acting it. They're just, they're it. They are it. They are these people. And it felt like she let the cameras roll. So all of those scenes when Jesse was younger, you felt they very much understood where this needed to go, what the point, you know, it was obviously scripted and what have you. But it was dealt with and directed in such an informal, uncontrolled manner that you just bought the realism of it. And yet at the same time, it was realistic and it was poetic at the same time. And that, that's always helped by the kind of drifting backwards and forwards in time. That's naturally poetic. It gives the film a sort of rhythm. But what I really liked about it, and I'm curious to know what you think is, is it really, you know, the ripening fruit, and I hate to use this analogy, but as we all get older, men and women, we become ripening fruit, don't we? 
I was really rotting. well rotting for it. But I thought this film was it was a film that didn't blanch at trying to show how a very sexualized woman becomes a much older woman who we make our own assumptions on. That's where I think the casting of Olivia Colman was so brilliant. She's beautiful and she's lovely, but she's not necessarily mm. sexy. Mm. And she was a sexy young woman. Mm. And now that scene with Paul Mescal, where she's that. talking to him about yeah. her children's boobs. I, so I, lo I love that, I love so that transition that we kept seeing yeah. the sexy young woman. And what about that amazing scene where she's masturbating in front of the computer with the kids next door playing? As the younger Jessie Buckley. And we're supposed obviously. to go, oh my God, that's so disgusting. Yeah. That woman's been masturbating with yeah, the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm astonished by that. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. She's a very sexual being, yeah. And it was interesting because I actually found the scene very uncomfortable with Paul Mascara. So did I, but her. I think we were supposed to. We were supposed to feel it because she, you started, you, when it began, you thought she was going to be predatory with it. Yeah. But actually, she really wasn't. She really well, wasn't the least bit interested in him, but she knew she could have him kind of feeling. It was there weird. was that, but at the same time, <laughs> what I liked about it was, even though she was a harsh, unsympathetic at times, sort of spiky character that held you at arm's length, which is really clever as a film. Yeah. Your key character is holding yeah, you at arm's length yeah, and yeah, you're still caring. You're being forced to care. Um, even in that scene, she's in her own way working out this terrible loss, working out still this sense of having made the right or wrong decision with her daughter. I mean, that's what's going on with the doll. And, and you know, and, and something other people might, some people might have not noticed this or seen this as a redeeming feature, but I really did. In, in the scene with Paul, when she's talking about her daughters yeah. and she knows them so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she talks about yeah, the anger that, yeah. that they have to her because she hasn't given them this or she hasn't given them. And I thought, that's a good mother. Mm. She she is under the skin of her children. She wants to understand them better and she can only love them in her way and as much yeah. she does. And that doesn't make her love. We, you could have a mother that to the outside world looks like she does Perfect. everything, but that, that's yeah. there darning the socks and doing it all. Mm. But would they know their children exactly. the way that she does? And so I love that in the end, I'm left with the feeling and also the reality that all your children leave you. Well, you know, absolutely. Towards the, they're not interested in her. She tries to her. tell them about the view she's yeah, and that's not because, that's not because she left them for yeah, three years. Yeah. That's because that's what happens with children, yeah. and and you know, and you may live to regret putting every moment of yourself into your child because they need if you mm. they need to fly, and then who are you? But maybe also there's an <laughs> argument that sometimes for certain people, and maybe this is the case for leader Leder's uh, situation in the film, to step away and step back might be needed. And you very much felt it was needed. She she was losing her head. She was losing her mind. She couldn't cope with them. She was pushing them away. The physicality between Jesse Buckley and those children was astonishing. And the child the cries. persistence. Kiss yeah. my finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she just can't. You're like, oh my god, oh my god. And yet we can all have memories of being brushed off in that way by well, parents. You know, it's okay to sometimes yeah. feel actual yeah. rage, repulsion yeah. to your child. You can do that with anybody you love. Yeah. But there's just. There's so many taboos about mm. the way that we're supposed to feel for our children and it's supposed to be constant yeah. rosy glow love. And I think, oh my God, for any parent or any any human just to watch mm. this relationship in the intensity that Maggie Gillinghall shows us it is just Absolutely. Um, I, I, a shout out has to go to Dakota Johnson, who played the mother of the daughter that gets lost at the beginning. And there's a very she's intense. Really she's good. really good. She doesn't say much, but she's so, she's so good. captivating. You can't work out whether I couldn't work out whether she or one of the other women in the group of Americans knew everything 
that was going on in Olivia Tom's because they were looking through her. I think we're supposed to feel that they 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 spotted themselves yes. in each other, which yes. is what women can do, do in, in, in seconds sometimes. You can compute and go, yeah. I know that you're quite a lot like yeah. me. There's a lot of silent battles that yeah, you yeah, watch. Very true, very yeah. true. Uh, I think shout out also to Ed Harris, who plays the guy who sort of lets her into the house. And oh, fantastic. He looks after her, sort of letting her in and he's lived in Greece. And there was something, again, wasn't acting. He, he's, he's run that, that house, he's been on that island for all these years. And then Peter Sarsgaard, who plays the really creepy, um, I found creepy, you found creepy, academic that she falls in love with. Maybe physically sick. He's Maggie Gillinghall's husband. Isn't that bizarre? Isn't that bizarre? I but he she, played it so he well. He played it so well. Sort of that sort of control of academia. You know, there has, has to be a oh, whole hashtag me too about academia. they're just so like, just, oh. he could just have eaten, eaten himself. himself. Well, okay, well, let's sum up. And I know you hate giving scores, but I'm going to give a score. Um, how would you summarise this film? I wouldn't say to everyone to go and see it. I don't think it's going to be everyone's no. cup of tea at all because it is, you have to be, I know exactly what some people say, oh, it was very slow. <laughs> I didn't Nothing find happens. it slow yeah, yeah. at all. And, and I, I found it I found it very deep, a very deep film. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a really important film in that we just don't discuss enough bad women. Yeah, yeah. Was she a bad yeah, woman? Yeah, yeah. Or was she, she just a woman? Yeah, yeah. She was just a 360 just a degree yeah, woman. Yeah, very good. <laughs> and so I think, I think, yeah. But I'm, I'm just running through the people I know and who I would say, oh, you've got to go and see The Lost Daughter. Yeah. Probably isn't it a lot of them. Oh, right, okay. Interestingly. Okay. Yeah. Jessie Buckley. A bit of a discovery for you, because it's one she of the major roles. I want to see roles. her in the theatre. Yeah. I want to see her She's in Canberra Ray at the moment, if you fancy She is just absolutely, she will blow your mind, her okay. performance. Um, She's not going to give a score. Um, so I thought this was a remarkable film. I thought it was a very difficult watch. As a man, it was a difficult watch because I was being challenged in all, all these presumptions and culturally received ideas of what women should be. I found her antagonistic. I found her awkward. I found her deeply sympathetic when she, you know, there would be moments for certainly Olivia Coleman and Jessie Buckley where they would swell with emotion. And I was close to tears because I was taken with them. It was just like, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I, as you rightly say, I like the fact that this was, is she a bad or not bad woman? We don't know. This is just a woman who's made these choices. Yeah. I thought the way it was shot, I love the way it was shot. And I was interested to find out that Helena, Helen Louvart shot never really, sometimes, always. That astonishing oh, film about the girl that. who got pregnant. Yeah. And wants the abortion. Oh, there's a real and there's a real grainy agitation. Sort of, yeah, with yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a real similarity. And there. so that that big close up, so you're in them, and I love those big close ups. I thought it was like it was like a painting sometimes, but not like a in scope. It was like a it was like a it was like a still life of all these people. But I wonder, and this is a question I'd like to ask. For me, the suffocation that we felt, mm. you know when a child is just constantly pulling on you and round your neck and they're in your boobs. I mean, both our girls have their hand down my bra probably for about two years. That feeling of not being able to breathe. You eat and they're right up in your face yeah. and they're trying to get your food and then you want to go for a swim but they're hanging around your mm. neck. All mm. of that was just so familiar to me. Mm. What, what did those moments feel like for you? Because... Well, I thought it did a really good job of being able to make me, and this is where I think film is so brilliant, it made me share in that frustration. I was like, what the hell would I do in that situation? I felt the suffocation, but equally, I thought what was so clever about it, the, su the suffocation in Jesse Buckley's uh, part of the film was obvious. 
The suffocation and stiflingness of, of, of Olivia Coleman's was all in her inability to relax in this situation or feel easy in her head or not have this bloody doll that had taken, I mean, we haven't talked about that, the doll took on this gr grisly sort of significance. So postnatal. So, so, so postnatal. postnatal. I mean, so many people go on diagnosis and it just disappears yes, with yeah. you. So I you found know, it You know on the on. question on whether she was bad? Because yeah. I don't think she was. I think she was just 360 degree one. What she was, which we rarely see in that way, unless we're in some sort of, I don't know, action movie. She's incredibly bold and brave. Mm, mm, mm. Her character was so fucking brave. Yeah. She did what Determined. she wanted. And the fact that she came back after leaving them for three years, how mm. brave that would have been. Absolutely. Because she loved it. So, yeah, I would say at the end of the day, I think she was a damn fine mother. Well, there you go, guys. And if you want to know, I'd probably give it 95 out of 100. That would be my score. I'd say I'd fully recommend going to see it. Um, I hate to say that a film appeals more to women or men, but I, I think this is an important story about It would be a very women. open man to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because otherwise you might just think, what? Well, but I love, I love your phrase. This is a 360-degree portrait of a woman. Exactly. And I think that's really nice. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.